go for another first impression BJJ episode. Today we're gonna have as guest Victor Batista, a very good friend of mine. To begin with, I want him to introduce a little bit of himself, and um, we're gonna keep going with the conversation. There you go. Hello, guys. Thanks, thanks, Kelvin, for inviting me. It's an honor to be here, man. Uh, as you said, my name is Victor. I have been in Canada for six, seven, almost seven years. Uh, I've been practicing jiu-jitsu since I was maybe 13, 14. I don't even remember that there's huge gaps in between these things. <laughs> it's not like continuous, you know. And currently, I'm living here in, <clears throat> sorry, Toronto, Ontario. Uh, I'm working as an engineer for a major transportation company and surviving the pandemic you know exactly like all <laughs> of us, right Try, trying to be alive in exactly very, yeah very very difficult times right I, I understand that how how it's uh so before before the pandemic you're training right before the pandemic you're training not much i understand but you're training right yes so i actually graduated engineering in brazil and i was in the process of studying here doing some courses and I got my license recently, and when I was training, I was at the same time studying, yes. work on my license. It's not easy at all. So, I mean, you, you train when you can, right? It's not the Definitely. my main source of come, but yeah, I was training in Toronto BJJ, the best school in Canada, Georgian La, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Salve Jorge. <laughs> I miss that place so much, man. It's, it's probably gonna be like a year that so I. So do I, man. So do I. Yeah, it's gonna be for sure a year. Like, less. Here in Cambridge, I remember the date we closed in Cambridge. B at Cambridge BJJ, we closed at March 16 or March 13. You know. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be pretty much a year. not not a full year closed, but pretty much a whole year of you know dealing with at least eight months closed because we closed now we opened yeah. from august to december and now we back closed so i'm not sure when we're gonna be able to open but anyway so we're not we're not gonna be it is what it is same thing over and over it's kind of it's kind of messed up right but anyways so how how was it like the training i, I know it was hard you know trying to graduate and, and train together but jiu-jitsu being in your life for a long time right so yes it's I've not been something doing... that you're gonna give up easy too. So no, 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 no. We take gaps, you know. We we do all the projects, but we never give up, you know. And actually, jujitsu is, is such a cool thing, and that if you practice, it's easier than you just trying to go and come back. On the sense of at some some months and some periods of time, I could only go like one one day a week. Uh -huh. It was like way harder than going three, four times a week. You think you'd be 100% recovered and you'd be like fresh because you're just going on Friday's night or something like that. But no, man, jujitsu is like you gotta practice there. off. You gotta yeah, you gotta keep right? keep going. Yeah? So as some that was the hardest one when it was like I can only go one day a week, you know, and maybe I can only go on Saturday too, and then you you yeah. just that tired you're just that meat you know i can't i can't really imagine because since um you know you you know me so since since i started i've been going every single day in the beginning it was three times a day 
four times the whole day at the gym when I could, you know, and uh, train once a week. I'm, I, I can't imagine like right now we're not training, like right now we're not exactly. training. So I can't really say, oh man, this, this is sucks because it's something that I, I, I miss it a lot, you know. And um, but because of work or study, I never I always people has different priorities, right? And I put my priority always on jujitsu. So jujitsu was always there. I want to train. You know that we we've been friends for a while and for sure, for sure. I've been watching that. But I understand your side too. You know, I just can't imagine myself trying to train once a week and, and having this feeling because I'm sure it's not easy. You know, you get there. It's it's not easy at all, but I actually I'm used to it because my whole life I've been practicing jujitsu like this. Like jujitsu is my passion, it's my sport, my hobby, but it's not my main source of income, right? It's just I kind of say that I use jujitsu to get better on other parts of my life. Okay. So since I started when I was, I don't even know, man, early 2000s, I just remember Minotauro killing people and the Pride, Bob Side, Bob Side Fight. How old were you at that time? How old were you? Man, I don't remember exactly, but it was like 13, 14. When and you started? Yeah, I just said, Mama, I want to do it. And then she signed me up and I started doing it. But I don't even remember the day I, I went to my first class. Uh -huh. Do you remember how was the first class? How was the first class? Yeah. No, I don't remember at all. I have flashes of training on that gym. Uh -huh. You know, and at that time, jiu-jitsu had a bad fame. I mean, people doesn't know, but in Brazil, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. jiu-jitsu fighters, they were like thugs, you know, like they would like <laughs> go to the concerts, they would beat up people, they would, they would, they would go to jiu-jitsu just to fight just to on fight, the street yeah. and create problems, you know. Exactly. And I remember actually going to that gym and most of the guys there, they were in this vibe. And like Monday, Tuesday, the guys would come, they would laugh. Like I beat this guy, I beat the other guy. And Just to like, talk about the people that they beat right over the weekend. <laughs> they went to these massive concerts, thousands of people, you know, yeah. and they would, they would come with these stories. And at the time I didn't get it. I was like, what these guys are talking about? Like, oh my gosh, they got in trouble. What's going on? Yeah. And then after I was like, oh no, they are the ones creating trouble. Oh, the ones. <laughs> <laughs> At least putting themselves in the trouble position, you know, so yeah, yeah, they right. get, and that was, and then I, I just realized that years, years after I was training. Yeah. Yeah. You were a kid, right? You were like 13. Yeah. I was like 13, 14. And then How long did you train at this gym? I probably trained one year, two years. And there is a funny story when I was coming back from the, from the gym someone was being robbed on the way i was like was close by so i could walk uh -huh. to the gym and i was coming back with the i don't know how she was she wasn't a babysitter but she was working our yeah in our house. like a babysit yeah I, yeah and then she was i was so young that my mom knew my mom knew it was dangerous and then she would walk me there and then she would go pick me up uh -huh. and then right almost halfway this girl was being harassed by this guy he was robbing her and maybe doing other shit but we just got out of there as quick as we could and then she went home and then she told my mom and my mom like no you're not going anymore like it's dangerous <laughs> yeah that's a, that was my first gap i was like oh god damn it god yeah. damn just because 
well not just because i understand that was like kind of like it was late night too right? right yeah it was late night like probably which would start the class at 8 9 p.m and they would finish at 10 11 p.m and that, that time in like 10 p.m in brazil is not yeah just to be clear we're talking about uh, this place called uh salvador bahia right uh, oh yeah yeah let's i mean because we know each other yes, we know what yes, you're talking yes. about we have to tell to the people yeah this sorry is, this is in salvador so salvador maybe by that time could be a lot more like dangerous than right now because before i believe that maybe 10 15 years ago was a lot more dangerous than right now it's still kind of not so safe right but it's better it's better you know yeah. i can say that um and i believe on that time for sure things late night would be like kind of kind of scary right yeah 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 it was like in brotas you know brotas yeah salvador bahia this this neighbor called brotas wow <laughs> yes i know i know so yeah I'm sure. But then, so then you stopped because of yeah. that. And then when was the, the time that you went back to Jiu-Jitsu? So I, do, I actually, I, I don't remember when it was again, but I, I wasn't 18 yet. So probably two years after I found another one and they were having day classes and it was like Ricardo Carvalho. Oh, there you go. Ah, yeah, yeah. Carvalho. Carvalho. I, Ricardo Carvalho is kind of famous in, in the US. People know, know him. But he wasn't there at all. Everybody knows him, right? He's yeah. biggest, I would say. It was it was his gym, but he was in the US. He wasn't teaching us at all. I think his oh, brother okay. was there. Yeah. I think Just affiliation. Kind of affiliation, yeah. Uh-huh. And I practiced in there for maybe a couple of years. Then I went to university. And that was probably the hardest one when I was in university because in university the class was like midnight class midnight probably, yeah we would start like 10 or 11 p.m <clears throat> we yeah and then we would finish almost midnight something like that because Why? what happened is different from here in brazil the university they're a little bit longer like five years uh-huh and then they have one period so you you can take the university in the morning you can take in the afternoon or you can take a night time so people usually work the other period. Yeah. And the sensei, he realized that a lot of people that they work during the day, they go to university for five years on the night shift. And after university, people still wanted to, to, to practice. So imagine <laughs> you go to work, yeah. you go to university, and after you still go to the gym. Uh, I, don't, I, I think I could only handle that because I was yeah. so young. Because I would sleep, I would get home like midnight, 12, 30. And until I cool off to actually sleep yes, yes. and be like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Would be like, I'll go now. <laughs> yeah, like, because you, you don't sleep after jujitsu, right? You're so. Exactly. Action, too much action, you're like pumped, right? So you can't yeah. like relax to sleep. And then yeah. I would. Yeah. And they'll go like to work in the morning, you wake up like 6 a.m., whatever, and then over and over again, right? And so that but, you were 18 at that time, right? Yeah, that was my university year. So I did on and off for a while because it was super hard to. Uh-huh. I had to do internship in the middle for university, like co-op, I think they call co-op here. And yeah, and then that that was with Roberto Ventura. He's a okay. super 
Yes, he's a super good guy. He used to train the military police. Very he was like the official trainer of the Brazilian military police. He was like judo. Now he's a judo coral belt, and he's a black belt. I don't know how many degrees in jiu-jitsu. And he still trains the military police in Brazil. And we call the civil police. Could be the yes, yes. Uh, I don't think they have a similar here. I don't know what type of police that is here. Yeah, they don't have it here, but something undercover, right? Like yeah, kind of. They don't have. They don't, uniform. Have, they don't have uniform they always have unmarked cars and they're always investigating and yeah he's, he's super good at self-defense too yeah he's good he's good yeah there is a lot of there is a lot of really good people that no one knows right like no one knows about these guys and they do a good job there like um the carvalho family you know my brother my younger brother trained with them for a long time and that's why i there you I start to feel like oh, I want to train to motivate this this kid. You know, I I, I want the kid to keep to keep doing jujitsu, and then I was like, okay, maybe I'll start to do this to motivate him too, and then we can keep going together. But I think I was the one that got more motivated and kept going because he stopped you got and, and I just kept going. You know, all the way you to got the hook, you got hook it up. Exactly, man. But. So you mentioned, uh, Vitor, you mentioned that you, like earlier, you said that you kind of take jiu-jitsu to, to do things in your life, right? To take as example and stuff. Like, what could you say something that makes you like better at work or better in life that jiu-jitsu helped you? This actually, it, I wasn't like that in the beginning. I was just like Pride, UFC, Minotauro, all those guys that were big fan, and I was there just to fight, whatever. I just wanted to uh -huh. fight young and dumb, right? <laughs> <laughs> and now, after a while, I realized, I'm like, listen, this is my hobby. I'm, I just got to do this as a hobby, as a sport. And I started seeing people complaining about regular stuff. Oh, I wake up early. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, this and that. And I'm like, I... Why guys, why are you guys like that? Like, I don't know, but they probably didn't have a good health lifestyle. They probably didn't eat well. And uh -huh. I started to realize that, man, I have this, this thing, jujitsu, and makes me stand out of other people that they don't do anything because I kind of, oh, you have to work, you have to do this. I'm like, it's okay, I can drive, I can work, I can stay longer, it doesn't matter. And when I was getting older and older, I realized I'm, I was getting this, let's say this power. It's not uh -huh. power, of course, but this confidence from jujitsu, you know, because I'm like, you know what? I have 300 pound guys choke me and you just want me to stay in the office for two, two more hours. Like, that's easy, you know? Easy. <laughs> you know? And I, I don't know. And then as of now, I'm like, man, I really use jujitsu as a tool. Jujitsu is my tool. And I actually, following David Goggins, you uh -huh. probably know him too, right? People don't know. David, David Goggins, he's like a Navy SEAL. He wrote a book, Can't Super Hurt Human. Me. Superhuman. Yeah. He's big on motivation. And he has a concept that's called the cook jar, where you put your cooks which is like all the fourth, all the time that you had hard times in your life and your cookie jar fills up, fills, fill it up. And then when you have some hard thing happening in your, in your life, you just go look at your cookie jar, you take a cook and you eat and you're like, oh, 
yeah, I've been through harder things. I can, I can go through this easily. So you, you're not afraid of doing things, you know? For sure. I, I feel the same too, you know, Jiu-Jitsu build up a, a really a great confidence around me and, and in myself, you know, that give me power. Exactly. Like you said, it's a power. It's not the power, but it's, it's the willpower, actually. Makes you believe, right? That you can exactly. do it. It makes you know. believe. And when you put the work on something and, you know, say like, you know what? Uh, it's the example that you just mentioned. Like I have a 300 pounds guy trying to choke me. And I do that for 10 minutes against him, right? Like <laughs> yeah. rolling five, six, seven, eight, 10 minutes. And then maybe the guy choke you, I don't know, 300 times. And then after that, you have another 30 seconds, one minute to rest. And then you have another person coming out. To, right away. Right away to roll with you, you know? If it's a tournament, if it's a tournament, you must win to keep going, right? Mm -hmm. You must win. No, no matter what, you must win to keep going. And when you convert that to real life, that's different, right? Like, exactly. it helps you. And that, that's another big thing, too. It's like the ego. Jiu-jitsu gets your ego and it smashes you, makes you humble because you think you're good. I'm the killer and this and that. And then comes the young guy full of energy and beats you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what just happened here? And then you go home, you get angry and then you come back, you want to practice more, but makes, what do you, makes, makes you humble, right? Because you know, you like they say, you can't lie to jiu-jitsu, you can't lie to yourself, exactly. you know? Exactly. You, you, you could go out and buy a black belt, but yeah, just stay out of the mats, you know? Stay If you go to the mats with a black belt. Oh yeah. You, know, yeah. you can't lie, no I way. Agree. This, um, you know, like, since I, I would say we met in 2013. Oh, yeah. 14. No, for, maybe for 15, I guess. 2015, yeah. 15? Yeah, because I got here in Toronto, like, 2014, and then 2015, when I probably joined. 2015. And yeah. um, since then, when I met Vito, Vito was already a blue belt. I was a blue belt, too. You know, we start training. For some reason, this Brazilian, well, I'm Brazilian too, but <laughs> the, the way that Jiu-Jitsu started in Brazil, like he trained in Brazil, I trained just months, I would say, in Brazil with friends, you know, never went to actually gym to pay attention to the coach and, and learn stuff. So I was like on the beach trying to headlock the friends, you know, <laughs> like eat some sand, make some fun. But um Some Brazilian guys, they're really tough. And, and Vito, when I met him, he was like one of the guys that was like really tough. Do, do the best, you know, like try the best. I remember one day I put this guy in a triangle and this guy went like almost purple, didn't tap. I couldn't submit him. I was like, man, are you crazy? <laughs> and and I, being a friend of him, I, I see the work that when he said like that jiu-jitsu, you know, it's a tool he used as a tool. I, I really can agree and say that he used that because... Throughout this whole time, I see this guy like training, studying, you know, working, growing, growing in life to, to reach whatever he wants to reach. And we always together, you know, we always together because we talk, we, we talk about like <laughs> bugs, right? Like lately we've been talking a, a lot about bugs. Like I, I'm not a reader, you know, Vito <laughs> likes to read. I'm not a reader. George Brito always taught, like, talk to me about it too. Like, man, you read this book, read this, read that. We travel a lot together, but I was actually 
never into it but then i you know i start to get into books and, and read more i actually listen to books but me and vito were talking about uh, this book called um uh delivering happiness right delivery happiness oh man such uh, a good book amazing book I, i i listened to the whole book and uh, i'm grateful for the for the Vito that introduced that book to me and I'm grateful for that because change a lot of things in here like jujitsu it helped me you know like I read that and then I I seem like I, I put everything together like jujitsu and the type of content that thing that gave me and just put me in another you know like ahead of something that I never taught before and, and um that's like, the crazy sorry sorry go ahead go ahead like, like you mentioned like the jujitsu help you in a way to make the thing happens like i didn't like to read i didn't like to listen to things you know but then i start to force myself thinking man i know that every time i go to class and i learn something in the future that thing's gonna help me you know exactly and i put that like jujitsu i was like i'm gonna start and i remember george telling me like start 30 minutes a day just read 30 15 minutes a day and then maybe 10 pages a day maybe 20 pages a day. I tried. Listen, I tried reading, but this is not the strongest <laughs> thing on me. So I tried then listening. So then I discovered something that I really like it because of that. You know, I was like pushing myself, pushing myself, pushing myself. And then here, there we go. Last year, maybe, I don't know, I listened to 15 books, you know, and I never have done that in my life. Jiu-Jitsu helped me to do that because exactly. I'm working towards that. You know, it makes you push and do stuff that you didn't do before. Like, and as I say, like tangible examples here, like as jujitsu as a tool, like I I just relate everything in my life to jujitsu. Like I read the, these books, the guys talking about his business and I can't find some good example in jujitsu and then how the jujitsu can help me in life or how can I overcome this and how can I overcome that? Because You, you start reading and then you realize that the struggles, they're kind of the same. Like you're trying to get the, the new belt, the guy's trying to make a new deal and he yes. going to the same thought process. And they're like, man, this is kind of, in jiu-jitsu, you're kind of challenged all the time. You always challenge, you always challenge. Every and second. you get used to that. Yeah. You get used to that. And then other more like practical example of how I use jiu-jitsu as a tool is like, if I make my coffee, and I put in the water in the stove to, to boil the water, right? I always, 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 I put the, the pan, the kettle on the stove, then I put the water, then I turn on the stove. Because I've been on, I've done before, I go, I turn on the, I, I, I probably believe a lot of people did, did this too. You turn on the stove and the kettle is there, And you think there is water in the kettle. And then when you see the kettle already change the color, it's like, oh gosh, I gotta put water, whatever. So in jiu-jitsu, you thought it's like when you do it, this movement, do it right the first time. Steps, always do, do the steps, do right, and then always finish. Always go all the way. Never it's like, oh, I already know, like just do it, keep doing it, keep doing the same way, same way. So now Every time I turn on the stove, you better bet there is water in that, <laughs> in that thing, you know? 100%. Because I, 100%, because I follow the same step. And then I'm like, I didn't come up with this. I'm like, hold on. Jiu-Jitsu, 
you know, like from yeah. the class, I could relate, and then I put the kettle, I put the water, then I turn on the stove. It's so, the drill. Yeah. It's the drill, you know? And it's crazy, like how you can relate to that thing. And also reading the the Grace Grace Diet book, and it's Horion, right? I think it's Horion Grace. Those guys, they all have these crazy names, but he wrote the book and, <laughs> and then he's like, when you go through the supermarket, when you about to pay, that's that's jujitsu. You're fighting right there because you see all those magazines, you see all those candles, you see all those colors, and I'm like, fight that thing because that's the enemy try to buy this candy, buy this chocolate, and you know. And I'm like, oh, I never, sorry, I, I never thought about it. And then I go there, I barely, barely buy a candy, I barely, barely buy a chocolate because every time I remember, I'm like, this is war. This, this is fucking exactly. I am buying. I am getting this. You know, <laughs> I have to pass through that. You know, and win this. Yes, I, I, I get it. Do you, do you think like, okay? Beside, I, I know something with me helps me a lot. But do you think that there is for sure like a lot of people that misunderstand the jujitsu, right? Like they don't use for the right purpose, or, or they couldn't find the right purpose, like the right purpose on it. I, I, I believe in that. I mean, every person has a, a different path and every person, most of the, most people, they started because they wanted to lose weight. A lot of people, they started because of UFC, but even there you, you can separate and, and they have different, different reasons why they joined jiu-jitsu, right? It helps a lot with mental issues, depression and this and that. And so, I believe there are people that do for well, do for good. And there are people too, like those guys that I used to practice in Brazil, they just joined for the wrong reasons. Then they use it as a tool, but they use it as a well, evil wrong, tool, you know, the they would just- For the wrong project. For the wrong project. So people have different purposes and everything. And yeah, and they're like, just to relay back when I was like training, when I was 20, 21, 20 years old, I don't know, I was, I had a different mentality. I was just like, I just had like testosterone. I just want to go and practice. And the ego was super high. And it came to a point that I was holding all the armor locks. I was holding all the chokes. I wouldn't be like, you want to beat me? You're going to have to make me pass out. And then one day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have to pass out. Like, no way. I went to, I I actually, <laughs> I went to a tournament. I went to a tournament. I, I think it was like the, what would call the Ontario tournament. Ontario the, Open? Ontario Open? Kind of Ontario, like the provincial one in Brazil. Oh, okay. okay. And every time I go to Brazil and I see the sensei, as of today, he's like, I thought that guy was going to break your arm. Why you didn't tap? He's like, you crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> no way. The guy got me on the arm lock and I'm like, I ain't giving up. I'm, and then I could get out of the arm lock and I, I actually beat the guy. But at the gym, I was holding every single submission. I was holding, I was holding, again, young and dumb, ego, yes, super yes. inflated ego. And it came to a point that after the first fight, I couldn't move my, my arms because it was like the joints were inflamed, right? Swollen. And I were really, like, yeah. And then I, I lost the strength from the muscle. I don't know, some connection here. Uh -huh. And I'm like... What the hell is going on? Like, and then you start like, bring down your ego. It's okay to tap. 
you're not the world champion you're not you know what i mean yeah. you don't even make money with your, not your life right it's not in my mind right and then that's when i start cooling now and learning and, and growing as a person and super 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 i mean lucky to be growing creating my mentality and have jiu-jitsu right oh yeah for sure for sure there's there is the difference right for sure like you mentioned there is the guy who is going to be there competing his life making money through jiu-jitsu he's going to break his arm pass out do whatever but it's not worth it when you just do as a recreational right even, exactly. though, you, even though you love jiu-jitsu you want to be in the path of jiu-jitsu use as be a martial artist you know but it's not worth it to hold that yeah. if you want to do a tournament i agree go do a tournament because it's it's worth it it's worth it worth the it, knowledge. Right? The go knowledge. through that have the experience and build that more confidence exactly exactly so, and yeah and also I, i i don't know who said that i think it was rickson or machado he said like i'm a shark and most people they don't know how to swim right that's that's basically jiu-jitsu even if you want to use it as a self-defense a, a blue belt man he's like oh my gosh he's like a shark man like sure. he can beat a lot of people on the streets and self-defense for sure in everything and if you want like if you know use it as a tool you don't have to go like crazy like if you blue belt and you practice well oh my gosh like for pe people that practice jiu-jitsu they know what i'm talking about but for people that don't practice jiu-jitsu like if you sign up for a gym and you fight that blue belt for the first time the you guy's gonna right away you understand right away he's like he's yes. gonna control you he's gonna dominate you he's gonna do everything and he's like on the lower level of the spectrum, right? Uh-huh. Even, especially now, right? Because it looks like that people are learning faster, right? People are like learning much faster than before. And the way of teaching, I think it's much more um, effective now. Exactly. Do you think, I'm sure you can say that because when you start training, like as a 13, did, did the jiu-jitsu, like the... the the way of teaching change in the like when you started to now because you can like i said we we part of Toronto bjj you know like there's great structures there is and and different classes and everybody has like their own way of teaching but it's very different from before what can you say about it i what i remember was the classes they were very like staged but not in fake but they were like you come, you do this, you do this. And I remember 10 minutes warm up, this, and then they would compress into one hour and they wouldn't change much. And they were, they had this, I don't know how to say, but they had this mentality that the class has to be that way. And then I remember when I was going that, the class was always the same way <laughs> until one of the guys, he was like a personal trainer. And then he was like, listen sensei I, re i remember them talk and then listen you can instead of this just do a warm-up like you guys are doing probably boxing warm-up let's do jujitsu warm-ups let's do warm-ups with streams let's do let's connect and then now i see that people are learning like there's way more information way, way more like you can just watch youtube and you can see what these guys are doing and it's more tailored to jiu-jitsu uh -huh. so the class 
a more customized, way better than you did. I remember with like some of the warm up would be just like doing this for like one or two minutes. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, I'm doing this like almost every day. And then like make your grips stronger and then do like this. And I'm like, e like year after year, we're doing the same thing. I'm like, what's going on? Like these guys, but at the time, internet wasn't available like he was the sensei he was super good at the technique but he wasn't a personal trainer he didn't have access to all these instructions uh, youtube videos how to make a great warm-up and then now you have like tailored warm-ups for jiu-jitsu you know yeah, yeah. you, you sure have a lot of difference yeah so that that changed a lot that's way it's like way better and yeah, nowadays we see a lot more things related to jiu-jitsu only, right? Like, okay, this is made for jiu-jitsu. And I believe that's why people are getting better, you know, because we do everything to get better for jiu-jitsu. A great, a great, uh, a good question that just came up for me is, in Brazil, we are very used to call professor or exactly. sensei, right? Oh, professor, sensei, can, uh, can you help me, sensei? Can you help me, prof professor, professor, this and that. But here, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, controversials about professors sensei exactly some people don't like it some people it's like oh my god don't call me sensei oh my god don't call me professor the other day i had a a, a huge conversation with a, a very good friend of mine uh, mike sheehan and you know talking about this like oh sensei you're not a sensei you're not a professor professor is this sensei is that and but i'm like man this is a brazilian thing and this happens in brazil you know and in, in any way you are a professor in any way exactly yeah i don't know what the professor word really means here then but you are teacher you there teaching somebody you are a professor right so mm -hmm. what what do you what would you say how do you like it to call like sensei professor what's like the best for you like what would you think like i'm gonna call this guy sensei he's my sensei he's my professor how is that when i was training back in brazil you're teaching the class you're the sensei you know, uh -huh. you're teaching the class, your sensei, hey sensei, and uh, I kind of like the discipline, keeps things neat during the class and everything, because uh, I've, I've been to some classes that they, they call the sensei by the name, the name, and it, no it, it just kind of breaks, it, yeah, it kind of breaks the, you know, the hierarchy, Kirky? I don't I, I don't know how to say that, but like uh, the level. Hierarchy. Yes, they're here. Yes. I don't know how yeah. to pronounce it, but I understand. Yeah, I can pronounce that. <laughs> but it's like when you call him sensei, you kind of already get in the mood to the class. I'm like, sensei, you like I want to learn now. And yeah. then when they were like getting too friendly, then they dive in the classes and then they were like talking about the weekend during the class and talking about other stuff. I like I like to call sensei. Yeah because it comes from the Japanese, it, it makes the class more, a little bit more formal. Like, and I, I just call sensei, but here, I don't know what to call George. I, I just call George, George, and I don't think he likes to be called sensei, right? But he can keep the, he, keep, he keeps the class straight. There's no talk in his class and everything. So it depends on the, on the guy too, right? Look, the word you're trying to find is this. <laughs> Let me see if I can put it here. I just went to Google to hierarchic hierarchy. hierarchy. Yeah. There you go. So hierarchy. Hierarchy. <laughs> exactly. No, I agree with that because 
in in, in the one way or other, you have to have somebody responsible for the class. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this guy probably would be uh, the most ranked. Maybe not nowadays. Maybe not because you see some purple belts and brown belts like teaching great classes. Great classes. You can deny that because at Toronto BJJ we have great great guys that start teaching as a blue belt you know there i start teaching the uh, inter classes as a blue belt i never taught a class as a blue belt you know i actually never got to teach a class at Toronto bjj but i got to be responsible for the class like sometimes when george left i was like hey kelvin can you just take care of the class you know like put the roles or teach or whatever but i was like okay no problem roles <laughs> so and uh i feel like Whatever people want to call me, they will call me. I don't feel like a sensei because I I would say a sensei is like when you are in a, such a high level of a black belt that you'll be teaching for years and you have built something and you have a team and, you know, one day like Jordan, one day people will look to Jordan and call him sensei. Why? Because, he, you know, he came up from Brazil, teach, trained with the Grace family, trained with many people, did MMA, uh, uh, compete on jiu-jitsu came to canada build up a team you know create a team that has affiliations and then people will look at this guy this is the sensei you know no matter what no matter what the other people think about it or not he will be a professor he is a professor and he will be a sensei so i feel the same thing you know people want to call me for now i i'm really happy with coach kelvin you know like people right now see me whenever Coach, such a cool name right coach coach, coach exactly <laughs> hey coach coach kelvin and i i feel i feel happy because that um that word and and the meaning and and when people say it and you see like they look at you they look up for you and say hey coach can you help me with this hey coach how do i do this and you feel like the responsibility and, and yeah, something yeah. inside you that those people look up to you, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. we can, I mean, like, I can really, like, again, I, in my life, I connect jujitsu to everything. So military dogs, like a dog that sniffs a bomb. Yeah. That dog has a higher rank than the handler. So, Let's say you have a dog in military, that dog is a fucking lieutenant. Exactly. And the handler is a sergeant or he's like a second lieutenant. So he has to respect the dog. Although we all know that, of course, the guy is the guy. is He's yeah. handling the dog. Yeah. But the dog holds a higher rank than the handler. And <laughs> it, it makes, I mean, it's military, right? It's life and death. And they, and they know what they're doing. They know what respect. So, yeah. So when you call someone coach, and you call someone sensei, in your mind, the back of them, even if you're not thinking about it, you already build respect for that person, right? Uh -huh. and, but also on the other side of the spectrum, I've been reading online, and a lot of people, they just, they just want to go to the gym and have fun, man. They don't like that? rules. They don't like discipline. They just want to go practice. Doesn't mean they, they, they it's bad. It's not wrong. That's yeah, not wrong. wrong. That's bad or worse. It's just, they just don't like when it's like, a very disciplined environment. They have all these rules. They don't like it. They just they just want to go have fun, and there's nothing wrong with it, right? Definitely, not definitely. I use you know I've been mentioning this all the time, and I travel a lot with George, you know, to to produce next gen, to produce 
the Abu Dhabi tournament, the IBJJF tournament here in Toronto, and me and him were always together. And he, uh, I'd, a f- couple of years or a few years, I started hearing him. He got this knowledge and telling this, there's no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. He always told me this and somehow I started reading and get to know more stuff. And I, I heard that too. And this actually got in my mind and I respect that. Like, you got to respect me too, because I like the way of calling professor, of calling sensei, coach. And if you don't like it, like you said, there's people that want to go to the gym. They don't like this type of BS, as they say. It's a BS for me. I don't like it. And I respect you. I respect you, you know. Exactly. You got to respect me too, because I like to say that. There's exactly. no right or wrong. If you like this way, you like this way. If it's wrong for you, it's right for me. doesn't matter. Are, are we going to fight for that? Why? <laughs> yeah. You know? Especially in this day and age, man, just do what you makes makes you happy. As long as you're not hurting exactly. anyone, exactly. as long as you're not doing something bad, exactly. I, and I, it I, helps I, you with that. Yeah, I, you know. And then I just think it helps the jiu-jitsu community. You get more people training. You get more and more people training. Because like, I like to watch sumo too. And I was talking to my wife, and she's Japanese, so she knows a little bit of sumo. And she said like, for quite a long time they didn't have that many sumo fires because Japanese, they're so strict, so strict that you really got to think 10 times before you sign up for a sumo stable. They call it stable, right? Uh-huh. And for years, they lost a lot of, probably a lot of potential students because no one nowadays, when I go through that whole physical hardship, the whole discipline hardship. Sometimes you just want to go there and get sweat. You like, like people would like to get to sweat, running, swimming. Some guys might like sumo, but the only way you want to do sumo is if you go there, go to the hard training, professional this and that. So they lost a lot of good talents uh-huh. because people won't sign up because you sign up for a sumo stable in a Japanese <laughs> environment, you, you better be prepared. It's like, it's probably, it's probably like special force military training level. I have never, I have never seen anything look like about sumo, but I'm sure they everything has their own restrictions, and you gotta follow that, right? Yeah, and like, then it, it kind of hurts the sport because a lot of people could be practicing sumo too, but they just don't because it's so harsh, it's so hard to do it. Uh-huh. I like, I like. If, they gotta evolve. They gotta evolve to keep the sport, right? They gotta evolve. Like yeah. jiu-jitsu is always evolving and trying to, to get better, you know? And um, I was thinking, like you said, everybody goes to different ways. People like jiu-jitsu. They, some of them don't really care about like the, the martial arts philosophy. They don't care the history. They don't, they don't care about the care who created They don't practice. care if it came from Japan, if it came from Brazil. They just want to roll. They exactly, just want to fight. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's cool too, you know? Like some people goes there to take the stress out. Some people go there to... F- because they love to be there. Some people are feeling bad. They are, okay, I'm going to go to jiu-jitsu to forget my stuff. I'm going to do this, you know. And um, do you have do you have any friends that you actually try to to put on jiu-jitsu that you say, oh, man, I, I want to go there, you know? I'm, all, all my friends, man, like everybody, like my brother, <laughs> he, he almost, he practiced for a little while, but he had back problems. He didn't do it. I have a friend too. He's like, He's like special police back in Brazil. And he recently started practicing jiu-jitsu because he used to do Krav Maga. Okay. And I'm like, no. don't do this, do jiu-jitsu. I'm like, 
I know I was like annoying. I'm like a preacher, you know? Uh-huh. And I, I actually held it back. I'm like, I got to stop telling everybody to practice Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> I actually been through that sometimes. I'm super annoying. <laughs> you, you start talking to people and then you get in Jiu-Jitsu conversation. Then you start just like, man, this and that. And then back in your mind, like, man, I, you got to stop talking about this, you know? But like you said, the preacher mind, like me too. I go, I talk about it. Like one of great example, great example is this guy here, Murat. Muratinho BJJ. Exactly. There you go. You got one too, right? Let me see this. Look one. at this guy, man. Exactly. Look. Look at the level of detail. Cambridge BJJ. He gave one when I got my black belt, you know? Nice. Yours, yours customized, man. Customized, yes. He In got style. I got the number eight. eight. There you go. One day when Murat get like really famous, we're gonna have this here. And we're gonna, be, we're, gonna, cool, we're gonna be able to sell for a lot of money. <laughs> It's gonna be. I, mean, I don't know, man. That's jujitsu, man. Muyutsu. www.muyutsu.art. You can order yours with like customized stuff, you know, with your gym name or whatever. Murat, great guy. I always try to put Murat like to train jujitsu. Murat was. I met Murat when I came to Canada. You know, he used to 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 be married with some with um, this girl related to my wife's family, and uh, we met. And he was like a, a soccer player. He likes to play soccer, and he had like a knee surgery. He was like so nervous about his knee because he wants to be back playing soccer. But that was me trying to put him to do jujitsu. Come on, let's I have a good story about him, man. Let's okay, there you go. Let's let's do jujitsu, man. Let's do jujitsu. And he was like, Oh, my knee, this, and I was like, Man, I had surgery when I was like 12 years old. You know, I had arthritis, I have three seizures, I did this, I did that, and I do jujitsu. Why you can't do it now? He's like, Oh, this. So then brought him to the first class. Since then, you can see, right? It's his art. So jujitsu just makes you like fall in love and Exactly. That's tools, you know, and, and you just keep going. It's great for you. Like Vito, Vito didn't train every day, once a week. The most time that he could make it, you, you, you made it, right? And you keep doing this. So you can do this for a long time. It's not every day you need to be there. You got to go there, listen to the philosophy. The way I believe, listen to the philosophy, you know. I like that too, yeah. Talk to, talk to, to your friends, like, it's a different approach. Not only going there for training, smashing and, and tournaments and, and be the best. Yeah. You know, it's a way of life. It's jujitsu for life. Jujitsu yep. for life. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then talking about being a preacher, I mean, it's such a good thing that you just want to spread the word. You know, imagine you find a gold mine and you cannot mine all the gold. What's your next step? You're going to call all your friends all and your say, friends. dude, Let's go mine this gold in this place, you know? So that's jujitsu. That's jujitsu. Exactly. I have two great friends, two good friends. One is here in Canada. I, lo I love this example. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is Brazil. Is the, the guy who, did, who is the special force police, uh, military police in Brazil. And two guys, they used to play soccer. And they were like, oh, I'm not going to do jujitsu. I'm going to get hurt. I'm like, what are you talking about? 
you're not going to get hurt in jiu-jitsu. All my friends that play soccer, that play football, they all hurt. You guys are the one getting hurt. And both of them, both of them got knee surgery. This friend here, he just got knee surgery here. My friend in Brazil, he got knee surgery and he did a, a surgery in, the, in his foot. And I'm like, listen, you cannot tell me you're gonna, oh, I'm gonna get in, in, injured in jiu-jitsu. You guys are so aggressive. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not like, <laughs> it's, not, it's the opposite. You guys are getting injured doing soccer. And it's true. All these guys, man, they, I have a friend in Brazil doing soccer. He had some bad things in his hip. These guys, they all have knee problems, you yeah. know? And I started preaching to them. And now I have like two guys, they, they actually train from soccer to jiu-jitsu because they realize, I'm like, listen, how, how long have you been playing soccer? What are your injuries? Oh, I got knee, I got this and that. And I'm like, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for this whole time. I broke my rib, uh -huh. but it, it put me out for less than a month. These guys, they were out for like six months, you know, exactly. six months. Exactly. If actually jujitsu, if you, if you learn how to tap early, it's probably one of the safest sports you can do it, man. Oh yeah, for sure. You, you have the sense, you have the sense, you know, yeah. right away you can see things coming. And if you're not ready for that, just stop. I tell this for the students all the time, like, man, no matter the belt, no matter, no matter how heavy, how small, how old, no doesn't matter if you are in your own mind and you don't want to get hurt and you want to keep training just put the ego aside and tap because this is gonna take you far even if you're exactly. a competitor right even if you're a competitor you don't want to get hurt because you're gonna be you're not gonna be able to compete you have to train really hard i agree you have to train really hard but training really hard doesn't mean getting injured mm -hmm. being being exposed to injuries, you know? Nowadays, that's what most you see, like, world champions talking about it. Because before, I believe before... The mentality, yeah. It, it wasn't the sport. It was the mentality, you know? And yeah. that just keep evolving. That's why, and that's like you said, Jiu-Jitsu, it's a tool that you have to use for the good of yep. your own life, of your own, like, uh, health. Because if you're training and you put your ego higher than everything you're gonna you're gonna get hurt you're gonna get injured you're gonna get injured exactly and you know. it's not jujitsu fault at all it's it's basically ego basically ego. your own fault your own no, fault. It's basically ego yeah and then that's that's when i go to the gym that's my mentality i'm like i'm coming here to feel better i'm coming here to get a good cardio i'm good here to when i go old, go old my body's still moving I'm not that guy that's staying the couch and can barely move. Exactly. That's my mentality. My mentality is not like, oh, I'm gonna kill this guy. I'm gonna tap that guy. I'm gonna injure that guy. I'm, I'm not gonna give up. Like that was when I was like early 20s, like early 20s, right? And now it's just like, I just wanna get super sweat. I just wanna, I wanna finish my cardio. I wanna get out of there like that I cannot fight anymore, but not like holding to submissions, right? But just keep fighting, 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 and maybe empty and the learn, tank. Learn, because the more you fight, the more position you go over through, you know, being exposed to many different things, you learn. You learn how to escape from here. You learn how to do this. And that's how it keeps going. Like one thing that you mentioned, I want to be, I want to get old and be able to do this. That's my own thing too. I want to be old and be able to be walking, training jujitsu, you know, doing stuff 
independent of anybody. I don't want to be depending of my wife, maybe my kids, you know, I don't want my family. I want to be a like an older guy doing whatever I want. I have a, I have a student called Danny, Danny Bitovsky. I, I don't know his background. Very nice dude. He came to the gym. He's 65 years old. There you go. You got to see the way the guy train. You know, he he's a very pleasant guy, a very talkative, you know, amazing person. Um, 65 years old. He started training 15 years uh, like ago. He, his first class was like at this place called Jocelyn's in Hamilton, if I'm not yep. wrong. Right? Jocelyn's I heard about them, yeah. I think Jocelyn was like a UFC fighter, something like that. He was an MMA fighter, a great jiu-jitsu practitioner. He, he has his own gym. And this guy, Danny, had a first class when it was a Hoyler Grace seminar, you know. So he went there. He told me about it. He trained. But he went there. And back in the day, the train was a lot rough, you know. And then he went there for three months. I think he got hurt or, or six months, something like that. He got hurt. And then he said, oh, man, I can't. Because he told me there was, like, bigger guys and stuff. And the guys used to smash and do this. Yeah. You know, the guy was 45. At That's 45, you're starting it. You know, you get to the gym, you see bigger guys and stuff. So then he gave it a try. So then he stopped. So then he came back to jiu-jitsu. He found us. So now he has been training with us for four months, pretty much. You know, since the, big, the, the August, like three, four months. And man, you got to see the way the guy evolves. You know, he keeps training. He likes the way we train. There's no smash. And I told him, I, I talk to people like free ego. You don't need, we have all the people here. I have another guy called John. John, 55 years old, 6'4". Has been training for, I would say, four to five months because of his kid that brought him because of Joe Rogan that they found out about jiu-jitsu in Joe Rogan. So Joe Rogan is the biggest preacher, man. <laughs> the biggest preacher, exactly. He, so his kid found out about jiu-jitsu with Jacko in the episode of um, Joe Rogan and Jacko, something like that. They talk about jiu-jitsu. Joko Williams? Yes, Joko. Jacko, yeah, Joko Williams, exactly. Oh, he does jiu-jitsu too, man. Fucking exactly. ladies people guy, man. Those guys and, are... The kid saw that, but the kid is like, uh, uh, um, I actually did a first impression BJJ with him, a uh, guy, La Chance, he's like 23. So he bought, he, he brought his dad, they start training. After two months, I think his dad dislocate the arm during training, uh, a sit you know, the situation. Oh my God. Oh, I was like, Jesus Christ, you know, handle the situation. One week after the guy said, I can't wait to be back. 10 days after he was back with a brace, 55 years old. And then in the 65 years old, like, yeah, man, we can't stop. You know, we got to do this. Like the guy even promised me, if I get one, my purple belt from you, I'm going to buy you. We're going to, I'm going to buy a ticket to go to Brazil with you. I was like, okay, that's, that's a pro you, you got to pay that. Okay. Because this is going to happen. I'm not going to give up on you. You know, you see the guys already 65 and thinking, much years ahead like he don't want to be dependent of nobody he wants to keep training you know this is yeah this is a, a um man jiu-jitsu for life it's 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 a way of life you we gotta be doing this for our own health you know confidence and i like the conversation that we had like that we we had today 
this is the thing that I want to show to people. The words that you said today, a lot of, you know, like confidence, the, I use jujitsu as tool, like I preach jujitsu. I take many examples of my life through jujitsu. Some people will say, man, this guy is crazy. No, no, it's, it's nothing that we only live for jujitsu, but back in, in our mind, in, in the, back in there, jujitsu, I was seeing something and help us You know, you can always relate to something. I'm oh. not sure if everybody that's watching this will understand, but I, I would say that a lot of people that watch this will be probably uh, BJJ practitioners and will do, you know, and if they don't, I hope this conversation can help them, you know, to make things clear and, and, and do jujitsu to help yourself and maybe help others. It's not all about going to the gym, training, smash, feel good and come back home. For sure, the feel good, it's always, it's about that, but in a different way. Go to the gym, you know, train, talk to your friend, respect the coach, have your, have your questions answered, you know, and that's how you keep evolving. If you don't, if you don't get your question answered, go home, find it, study about it, keep the question, go to the next class, ask to your, if you don't have the chance to ask to your coach, ask somebody ranked because People in jiu-jitsu, they help each other. There It's a big no community, way, yeah. Right? To, to make the community grow. And, and I believe we're going to go far this way. First Impression BJJ is here for that, to help the community grow. It's not only about around me as uh, Kelvin, as coach at Cambridge BJJ. It's not about like around here. I want this to be out there. I say this every single episode pretty much because people have to understand that. The more we spread the word of jiu-jitsu, the better for everyone, you know, in the community. We want our community to grow. We want jiu-jitsu to be exposed to everyone and to build up a better, a better community, maybe a better world. Because if maybe 60, 70% of the whole population in the world did jiu-jitsu, you know, would be very different. You know, very, I believe that. I believe that would be very sure. different. For sure. And then like, What you're doing is great because people think about jiu-jitsu, they think all oh, these thugs, bouncers, like these guys are aggressive. I'm not like that. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna be eating alive and these guys, and I'm gonna go home like injured. Yeah. We have to break this stigma, you know? And Only good gyms can do that. As you said, some people, they go to gyms that the guys are in another mindset. Maybe they're just competition guys. You go there, it's like they put you in the shark tank right away. If you break the stigma and they're like, listen, we know you don't know nothing. You're not going to a swim class and they push you in the deep part of the, you know, Yeah, you can go to some swim structure and they're gonna push you and then they're gonna think you're gonna learn on the hard way. But most good guys, they don't do that. And it's the same knowledge for jujitsu. You go to a good jujitsu with a good jujitsu gym with a good lineage with proven record of good guys. They're gonna take care of you. They're gonna prepare your body. And by the time you're getting hit, you're not feeling the pain because you're already strong. You're strong, you're not getting injured. And I've got, when like preacher preaching to other people, man, why don't you do jujitsu? It's like, oh, my friend said he would, he like, he wanted me to come because of the beef, fresh meat. And then they would beat me. I said, listen, 
these are the awards of people without experience. They probably white belt, maximum blue belt, and they super excited. Don't go to that gym. Go to a big gym. Go to a exactly. gym with name and exactly. good history. And they're going to take care of you because people still have this stigma. They're afraid of it. They're yeah. afraid. Yeah, nowadays, and, the approach is different, right? Like, you go to the gym, you, you don't get thrown in the class. You, in like you said, in good gyms that has different way of teaching, you know, to, to actually put more value in the client, in the student, you know, we, of course, in any way you are a client, you paying for service, you know, let's forget about exactly. the martial art thing. Let's, let's just talk about business. You're going to a place, you're paying a monthly fee as a good life, as any other type of gym, right? And then what do you expect? A safe environment, a, a friendly environment, you know, clean environment, respectable environment you don't wanna you're not leaving your place to go to a shitty place where it's gonna be a tons of guys looking at you you know bad bad look uh not saying that they are ugly because most of <laughs> jiu-jitsu guys are ugly anyways <laughs> giving the wrong look right exactly the mean look mean the look, mean look you know? yeah. in smelly place dirty People don't talk to you. People don't explain things to you, you know? So when you trying to find a gym, please look for those type, look for those things, the way of class, the methodology they do, you know, the, the environment, for sure you go to a clean place, to a, a safe place where people are gonna be smiling, talking to you. Some, maybe some of those smiles might be fake, might be fake because they work, you know, some people are not happy working, you know, even though they're working with the stuff they like, they're working with jujitsu, they like that, but maybe the day it's not going so well, but they still have to smile. That smile might be fake, but they're treating you good because I'm not talking about the martial art. I'm talking about the business. And once you're part of the business, you got to follow the culture and, and make that happen, you know, because you got to have your clients happy, and I would say yourself happy. If you if you are a jujitsu instructor or 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 have your own gym and you're not like happy doing that and you're not making your gym one culture where everybody's gonna feel good and feel that that place is is like needed every day of those persons because when you make an environment like that that people are smiling people are happy talking the service is good the class is like project you have you have a, a curriculum you follow the curriculum you have what to teach you have what to do and people are gonna go there do their the workout do the warm-up the drills roles and leave the gym happy you know this it becomes really different if you're still trying to follow that really tough like aspect i'm tough the gym here everyone is tough we are competitive we are we're gonna demolish we're gonna it's you are just putting jujitsu down you know you one way you're putting up because you're making like really hard fighters really really good people to to evolve jujitsu but the mentality and those personalities are not the one we're looking for you know yeah, exactly. Yeah. My opinion, you know, I don't want to like make it general, but that's what I want to to put to push out there. Yeah, the, they're the one percent of comp 
competitors, they have to kill themselves and they have to do, but even that they do in a professional way. It's not the way people think they go and they beat, beat, beat. Otherwise they'll, again, they'll be injured all the time. All the time. They know what they're doing. They're more pushing more hours. They're probably killing, they're probably pushing on other aspects, but no one goes to a jiu-jitsu gym and fight for eight hours. That's, that's, you can't no, do definitely, that. Definitely, definitely. You can't there match is, There's people. a protocol. There's a, there's a training prepared. Somebody is preparing something for them. They, they get paid for that, you know? Yes, they're always watching uh, BJJ stars and uh, the winner got 100, 100K, 100,000 um, 100, reais, you know? And this is big. Like, who is a BJJ practitioner in Brazil that would get a hundred thousand for one tournament? These exactly. means things are. How growing. many minutes? How many minutes of fighting? Maybe Man, not even money. two hours of 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 fighting. Maybe twenty minutes, and not even a not even a hour and a half event. You know. There you go. Yeah. So this means jiu-jitsu is growing in a better way, giving more opportunity because when you see big prizes like this. There is a lot of opportunity involved on that, you know. And now the whole world are watching that, watching the Brazilian guys come out there. And the good thing is they, um, they only had one, uh, if I'm not wrong, they only had one, like, um, foreigner in the tournament because it was held in Brazil. They had uh, uh, Roberto Jimenez, very good guy, very good uh, uh, BJJ practitioner, and um, he fought Isaac Baez yesterday. Man, this is a huge opportunity for Brazil. You know, Brazil is ahead in jiu-jitsu, but it's behind in events, behind in opportunity for jiu-jitsu. So I hope, I hope with first impression BJJ, we can start keep changing this. You know, it's not right now, it's in the future, five, 10 years from now, we're gonna keep doing this, making bigger the, uh, the community and this will create more opportunity. I hope sure. this, you know, can, can, uh, um, change the way people see jiu-jitsu and and actually touches people in a way that can actually do and go train like they listen to some episode and, and see you a guy like engineer you know i was studying training not focused really focused on jiu-jitsu but lives the life as as you know a martial artist follow a lot of things that jiu-jitsu you know like teach but you have your life you graduated you work for a, a a, a good company you have your own job you know you use jiu-jitsu as a tool to build up yourself and 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 keep growing as a person as a martial artist i want people to see that and be motivated look at vitor you know the guy i was studying training jiu-jitsu this yep. it, it's the most important thing it's not only about training become a black belt and show like but then in life what you are if you're not yep. a if you're not a bjj stars you, you can know, bring all those life. lessons to your, exactly. to your own life. Yeah. Exactly. You can directly, it's crazy how you can directly apply jujitsu ideas, jujitsu drills, jujitsu things to your like personal life. You know, it, it like breaks your anxiety, makes you happier. Oh, actually, talking about this on the book, Delivering Happiness, he, Ton Hish, yeah, I think yeah. that's how you pronounce his yes. name. Yeah. He says, yes. Yeah. yes, by the end of the book, he says he's a big guy on happiness, right? Although he opened like a shoe store, become billionaire with a shoe yeah. store, he's a big, he was actually the guy, unfortunately. He was a big, uh, he was big on happiness. And one of the things he says is for you to be happy, 
you have to be part of something bigger than you. Bigger than you. And I'm like, when I, I'm reading the book about business, about like shoe stores, e-commerce, yeah. bought by Amazon, and the guy by the end of the book, I'm like, there you go, jujitsu. I'm like, yeah, I just related back to jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. It's like everything. He's like, for you to be happy, you could win the lottery today. One year from now, you're gonna be on the same level of happiness. That's what he said. Those are his words. And then, but to be true, truly happy, you have to be big. You have to be part of something bigger than yourself. And I mean, jujitsu is like. It's it's, it's 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 like it's bigger was, than all of us. It's like it's it's a big thing. Do you have just? I was gonna ask that, but I think you actually just mentioned that something really nice. Just to, to you know to finish our conversation and 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 sure. um, finish the episode. Uh, is there anything that you could say like that could get like one more time preaching it? One more time preaching jujitsu. What could you say for people that never have done jujitsu and maybe are looking to start or, you know, th there is people that been looking to try jujitsu for years, for years, and don't have that willpower and the courage to go. Like, just tell a, a couple words so we can finalize the, the episode. From my personal experience, most of the people, they're afraid of jujitsu or jujitsu guys literally afraid they think they're gonna go there and people are gonna beat them like uh -huh. you're gonna go there they're gonna get beaten they're gonna get injured and they're gonna go back home like oh why did i sign up for this it's like break this stigma like the your best bet is to fight some skilled guy it's counterintuitive it's like oh i'm gonna fight the guy that doesn't know how to fight maybe i can beat him no don't fight that guy the guy might might, <laughs> might get a, a rock and throw at you, it's not good. If you if you get in trouble with a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, black belt, the guy, the guy's not gonna even he's not even gonna beat you. He's just gonna control you, he's just gonna hold you, maybe wait for the cops. He's not gonna beat you. He's he, you, you're safe. Let's put that way. So when you go to a good gym, people will take care of you. The higher belts, they're not that to smash you until you're ready to get smashed. So don't worry, like break the stigma. Those guys are not thugs. Those guys are super nice guys. They highly skilled. They already broke the ego. They're not trying to prove, oh, I'm, I'm stronger. I'm, I'm bigger man than these people. No, 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 no. Go, and if you want to see it, go say, I want to fight with the black belt. I just joined today. And you're going to see right away if it's a good team or not, it's a bad team because yeah. the way he treats you. And he's gonna bring you to the community, and then you're gonna be part of a huge community. You're gonna know all kind of people, Many people. From all sort of. From, it, it's great. Engineers, it's great. lawyers, <laughs> police uh, officers, garbage men, everybody, nothing. Every type of people. Lawyer, everything, everything. Like there is, it's it's huge. It's huge. It's a big community, and nowadays. We have these words so polarized and you just should go to a jiu-jitsu gym and say, oh, look, everybody here wear pajamas. <laughs> I pitch everybody, you know, and they're happy and they don't care, their skin color, religion, nothing. They respect each other. 
But of course, guys, you gotta go to a good team. You pay for what you get for. You go to that cheap team with the bad instructor, you're probably gonna have a bad experience. But just don't blame on jiu-jitsu, you know? Make it to that gym. And again, break the stigma. Jiu-jitsu guys are, are super good. The bigger they are, the softer they are. You know, <laughs> they're not gonna smash you. They're not gonna injure you on the first day. If someone's trying to injure you, they probably have an ego problem. Yeah. Or this very, very unskilled, no experience. The, the good guys, they're not gonna. They didn't understand jiu-jitsu yet. They don't know. They don't know. They just don't know. They just don't know. All right, that's a, a great a great advice, you know. Thank you very much, Vito, for your time, man. I appreciate that, you know. Thank you for inviting me, man. Happy you, to be here. You know, I'm trying to, to put out there good words, you know. It's only about good things. It's um, it's regular conversation with friends, with non-friends. I'm, I mean, like, able to open. I'm open to talk to anyone. If people want to talk about any... Uh, um, type of, of subject or aspect in jiu-jitsu, you know, I'm free to, to talk about it. You're going to give your opinion. I'm going to give mine and we call and that's how it goes. I respect you. You respect me. That's how it should be. And you I'm should. here to spread it. I'm, I, to I'm stepping out of the boundaries here, but you, you should open a Q&A for people that don't practice jiu-jitsu and say, ask Coach Kelvin, what do you want to know why you didn't join jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Okay. And then I bet you're gonna get all these nice questions and break those stigmas. And people's like, oh yeah. I mean, you could open to the internet, right? You don't have yes, to be yes. just here. And then people will ask and I'm like, no, it's not like that. Calm down. People sold you the wrong jujitsu. That's I'm not gonna do it today. I'm gonna do it today. I'm gonna <laughs> that, that'd be today. awesome. I bet people there are a lot of people that they want to join and they're just afraid, you know. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. I, I know I I've been doing this, you know, for the last eight years, I have my own gym now. And once you do that, once you get your own gym, you see many different aspects, many different vision, ideas, people, you know, and then how, that's how First Impression BJJ came up. So I'm here to stay. We're going to have many more to come, you know. Vito, one more time, thank you. Thank go you, man. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate so much. There guys, go. go follow Murachi. Exactly. Big artist. You guys, you this, is, this is amazing, man. You see how jiu-jitsu changed things like the guy, soccer, yeah. soccer player, jiu-jitsu, somehow working with jiu-jitsu. And this is... This he is... never made a soccer. I don't know. I'm, I don't know, but I don't <laughs> think he did soccer, you know, action figures. And then he exactly. joins jiu-jitsu and starts doing jiu-jitsu action figures. Exactly. That's the difference, you know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Not that game soccer, guys. We Brazilians, we love soccer too, you know? For sure, for sure. <laughs> Bora Bahia! <laughs> I know, no, no. Vitória, minha porra. All, All right. right, guys. We just like different teams and we just <laughs> bug each other here. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We, we talk, all right? Thanks, mom. Okay, have yeah. a good one, buddy. Bye.